What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. Today, we are looking at five players that you should be buying right now in anticipation of the 2021 NBA season. Now, I'm not coming at this today from a player improvement standpoint because that's mostly guesswork and that would just be too easy. So we aren't covering any second-year players, for instance. Instead, our approach today will be analyzing five different situations, either coming off artificially negative situations or heading into much improved team situations for the coming year, either of which should net you some profits if you're into that sort of thing. So let's just jump right into it. starting in the backcourt and then working our way to the front court. And so the first player that's up for consideration today is Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets. If we pull up the data from Kevin Porter Jr.'s Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card, we find it currently hovering in the $360 range, which is about 55% of his card's all-time high of $651.67, which it achieved on March 15th just six months ago. We see a rather rapid increase up to that high watermark, and then an equally rapid decline with a few other high sales along the way. Over the past three months, we can see a pretty steady increase of about 26% overall. Now, if you recall, KPJ had started last season on the Cleveland Cavaliers, but due to a turbulent offseason and a few brushes with the law, he missed most of training camp last year, and it took quite some time for him to be deemed ready to play by the Cavs. But then in January, upon his return to the Cavaliers, there was the reported outburst in the locker room involving th food being thrown, uh, reportedly due to Porter Jr.'s locker being given to Taurian Prince instead. And then shortly after that, the Cavs traded him away to the Houston Rockets. In Houston, he spent a month or so in the G League with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, and then he finally made his 2021 regular season NBA debut on March 11th, which coincides precisely with that sharp upswing in prices, culminating in that all-time high on March 15th. His first week with the Rockets was awesome. He averaged 19.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 8 assists, nearly 2 steals a game, and also a block per game while playing 35 minutes per night. He cooled off a bit from there, but overall, in his 26 game with the Rockets, he averaged 16.5 points, 4 rebounds, and a little over 6 assists per game with below average shooting from the field. Analyzing his situation, though, which is our focus today, you have to feel pretty good about the directions that the Rockets are now headed. You know, after the Russell-Westbrook-James Harden combination failed to get them out of the second round two seasons ago, Russ was then traded to Washington for a 2023 first-round pick and John Wall. In his first season back from his Achilles injury, John Wall played 40 games while averaging 20 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, and a steal per game, while shooting pretty poorly also from the field. Well, you've seen the news by now. John Wall wants to be traded, and the Rockets are working with him to find a trade partner, pledging not to buy him out in the process. Well, I have my doubts about any such trade manifesting itself anytime soon. And I assume eventually they will have to buy out his contract. But in any case, Wall will not be suiting up for the Rockets this season. The Rockets are leaning fully into the youth movement with Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green leading the charge of the franchise forward. Now, last season, KPJ played only about 30% of his minutes as the lead ball handler, and that's according to basketball reference anyways, with most of the point guard duties being scooped up by John Wall, Avery Bradley, DJ Augustine, and Eric Gordon. 
we can expect most of those minutes moving forward to be handed to our guy, third-year man Kevin Porter Jr., especially since the shooting guard position will be locked down by Jalen Green for the foreseeable future. And that's why I expect Kevin Porter Jr. to be a hot name starting off the 2021 NBA season. And we've seen what he can do with the ball in his hands. He has a nose for the hoop, a knack for scoring, which will absolutely translate into some really gaudy box score numbers in the early going. As an actual point guard, he's going to leave a lot to be desired, and he was much more of a combo guard, shooting guard type than an actual floor general. But still, having the ball in his hands, being given the opportunity to create, there will be more than enough there to get fans excited about him as this new season rolls around. And the Rockets will not be tempted to put on the appearance of trying to win in the short term, so we don't have to expect any of KPJ's minutes or usage being given away to more stable veterans. Throw on top of all this that he has the new uber-talented rookie backcourt mate in Jalen Green, and the Rockets are going to be one of the most popular bad teams in the league in this upcoming season. We've already seen what KPJ's cards do when the excitement builds rapidly around him with that skyrocket in value last March. I expect some similar card market movement to be going on once that young, exciting backcourt combo actually takes the court together in the new NBA season in just a month or so. So... Buy right now while his cards are still sitting at their off-season discount. Next up, we have the embattled Philadelphia 76ers star, Ben Simmons. Now, at the end of the 2019 NBA season, I spoke in this show about the brewing turmoil in Philly, specifically between Simmons and Joel Embiid, and, and sure, I was harassed, you know, as not knowing what I was talking about. Every Philly fan telling me that they'd never even heard anything other than all good things about the two BFFs. Well... We're not going to get into that here today, but here we are, and apparently there was some fire beneath all of that smoke based on where we're at now. Looking at the Aussies 2016 Optic Hollow PSA 10 rookie card date, uh, data from the past year, courtesy of the Slabstocks Pro data platform, which you can access at pro.slabstocks.com, we find this card currently sitting at the bargain bin price of about $250, which is about 40% of what this card was worth at the beginning of 2021. The high point came at the beginning of last season, and it was a steady decline from there. If we look at his 2016 Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card, we see the exact same story playing out, starting out high at the beginning of the season and then dropping over 50% in value in the subsequent months. Now, Ben Simmons is not bad. You know, one of you know, our most recent memories of him are, of course, terrible. You know, in the playoffs, he looked really bad. It looked as if he'd forgotten how to play offense, making some you know, boneheaded decisions. That's all we have to say about it. Uh, passing up wide-open shots, the Sixers losing to the Hawks in large part due to his poor play. And in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of league, that will be what most people remember here in the short term. But again... He's not that bad. He's only 25 years old. He just had his birthday at the end of July, and with still four or five years left of his prime, he's already been a three-time All-Star, a Rookie of the Year, an All-NBA third-team selection, and a two-time member of the NBA All-Defensive first team last year, ending as the runner-up and Defensive Player of the Year. That is all very, very good. It might not be what the Sixers need to get over the top, you know, that much seems certain, but assuming that he's traded away at some point, he can easily still be a very, very good all-star level player for the next four to five years. Now, obviously, we have no idea where he's going to end up. He could even possibly remain in Philadelphia, I suppose, and if that's the case, all of my arguments to this point are rendered moot. But if we focus on what he does well rather than what he does poorly, we still see a player a team can easily build around. He's an extremely high-level passer, raising the ceilings of his teammates. He's a premier defender. He's one of the very best playmakers in the league in the open court. That's all the type of stuff 
that can take a good young team and turn them into a great young team, provided they have the right sort of spacing around them. So that aspect of all of this is, a, you know, understandably a huge wild card, but we do have to understand that before making any purchases. But I like what I see coming forward for him. You know, there's just such a disparity between the quality of player and then the overall sentiment among NBA fans and in the NBA card market that this has to be viewed as a good buying opportunity. And while the freshest memory is still of Simmons passing up an open dunk and then, you know, Joel Embiid throwing up his hands in exasperation, this is the time to strike before those memories are replaced by the reminders that Ben Simmons is, again, in fact, a good player. Next up, we have Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. This is pretty straightforward. If we head over to Slab Stocks Pro and look at his 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card data, we see two interesting spikes over the past year that occurred. You know, the first spike was at the beginning of the last NBA season. Uh, that's understandable. You know, after missing the entirety of his first season in the NBA, he started finally seeing the court in the 2019-2020 NBA season, although the minutes were sparse and rather sporadic as well for most of the time, uh, since the Nuggets had you know, plenty of other options on the roster and they didn't need to rush, to rush him along. That all started to change in the NBA bubble and in the NBA playoffs, during which time he averaged 26 minutes per night and was able to showcase his prodigious scoring abilities. That led to him beginning the 2020 season as a starter, and the excitement led to some sustained highs between December 2020 and February 2021. The excitement started to wane a bit, as happens, but then Jamal Murray tore his ACL on April 12th, and around that time we see his card prices building once more, with Michael Porter Jr.'s on-court role suddenly expanding from the third option to being the second option. He played really well in that role. You know, before Murray's injury, he was scoring 17 points per game, along with 8 rebounds, an assist, and a block per game, while shooting 42% from three, with a usage rate of 21.1%. Murray goes down, MPJ's usage suddenly rises to 24%, and he's also upping his scoring to 23.5 points per game, along with 6 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and shooting 49% from 3 on 8 attempts per game. You know, really, really solid stuff. Now we're back into the doldrums of the NBA offseason, which is usually the best time to buy NBA cards, and that's especially true then of Michael Porter Jr. I think we can learn something from those two spikes in his market. You know, the excitement of a regular season beginning, we see a spike. Excitement of an increased role in MPJ you know, subsequently matching those expectations, we see another spike. Now, we don't know yet when Jamal Murray will be returning to action. The doctors gave him a, a seven to nine month timetable on his return, which I think is usual for an ACL, uh, which would indicate a November return at the earliest or perhaps a January return at the latest. After that, it will take him a little bit of time to return to form. That leaves Michael Porter Jr. a one to three to four month timetable as the second option in Denver, playing off Nikola Jokic as a premier scoring threat from every level of the court. This time around, rather than that coming towards the end of the NBA season, it will coincide with the beginning of the season excitement, which should by all means spell a rapid rise in, cre in prices once more, uh, making a third surge on the chart in little under a year's time. I feel pretty certain about this possibility. Uh, you know, of course, uh, any investment means you're putting your money at risk, so don't spend anything that you can't afford to lose. But if you can't afford it, Michael Porter Jr. is my top buy heading into the new NBA season. His Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card is currently half of what it was just four months ago. I like how that projects moving forward. Next up, we have the big man from the Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam. That was a frustrating season for everyone within the organization last year, and, and especially so for the native Cameroonian. 
Due to COVID-19 restrictions in Canada, the Raptors had to play their entire season on the road, making Tampa, Florida their temporary home base. And that's tough for anyone to be away from home for so long. Predictably, the Raptors struggled. At their quote-unquote home court in Tampa, the Raptors were below 500, only 16-20. and 20. You know, That from a team that went 26-10 at home the previous season and 32-9 and the season before that in which they won the NBA championship. And Toronto fans proved to be a huge boon to the on-court play of the Raptors, and, and even while most other teams had the benefit of playing at least some games in front of several thousand home fans, the Raptors were playing 100, 100 or what was it, 1,335 miles away from their hometown fans. You know, that's just super tough. Uh, some seasons see the stars aligned for a team, some seasons the exact opposite happens, and that was certainly the case for the Raptors and Siakam. You know, Siakam was suspended from the team in January, uh, he was benched in February, then he suffered a torn labrum in his left shoulder in May and ended his season prematurely. Now, basically everything that could go wrong last year, it did go wrong. Let's take a look at his 2016 Optic Hollow PSA 10 rookie card. Uh, looking at the chart, we see the deteriorating circumstances playing out in his card market. Over the past year, this card has dropped 72% in value, going from $400 at the end of October in preparation for the new season to $110 most recently. Clearly, this valuation is colored by a very disappointing season in Tampa. But good news is on the horizon. Reportedly, the team in Siakam are in a much better place. Uh, Masai Ujiri intends to be around much more this season than he was last season, which is actually really big for them. And the Raptors will be playing in Toronto once more, if everything holds as it was just reported just over a little, uh, little over a week ago. Uh, Kyle Lowry departed the team, but the rest of the core remains in place. Fred Van Fleet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, among others, and they're being bolstered by the little bit of luck that did bounce Toronto's way last season, that being the fourth overall pick, Scotty Barnes. You know, suddenly, things are looking up for Toronto once more. It will not be finishing 12th in the East this season as they did last season, and I expect Siakam's card market to eventually reflect that. Now, he is still sidelined until at least November as he recovers from his shoulder surgery, but when he does return, I expect the normally good times in Toronto to return together with him. Another time-sensitive buying opportunity for you. Then, the last player for discussion today is Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat. Bam has been a player on the rise for the past several years, the perfect blend of athleticism, strength, and passing ability that is just rarely seen in a big man. Of course, he sort of got punked together with the rest of the Heat team by the Bucks in their first-round playoff series loss, and Bam looked really lost in those games as the Bucks sagged off of him defensively, and then he just didn't look like he knew what to do. Looking at his 2017 Prism Silver rookie card, we see a similar chart to some of the others, seeing a rapid increase at the beginning of the season, followed by a gradual decline. You know, by the way, seeing that rapid increase at the beginning of each of these players' seasons that should really prove to you that right now is the right time to buy. Uh, zooming into the six-month view, we see a pretty quick and substantial drop-off during the last week of May, which is when the Heat were swept by the Bucks. In just a few days, this car went from the $510 range down to $305, and it has yet to really recover even to the $400 range in the months since. But this is still a very good Miami Heat team. You know, they're bolstered, they bolstered their core of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Harrow with the offseason signings of P.J. Tucker and Kyle Lowry, both of whom just fit perfectly into that gritty style of play that Pat Riley's Heat teams thrive in. Uh, their first-round series sweep is not representative of what we can expect from the Heat as the new season begins. And as the Heat are always prime-time viewing in the NBA, 
I expect Bam Adebayo's market to rebound rather quickly. Now, with him, we do have to hold out some hope that he's spent this offseason expanding his offensive game so that the Heat are better equipped for next postseason. But, you know what, that's a long time away. In the meantime, I expect the Heat to look very good and even improved, and Bam Adebayo's card market should benefit from that. All right, I lied. Here's a bonus sixth pick for you if you've stayed this long in the video. We're going to try and make this one pretty quick. The last, last player up for discussion today is Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. We're pulling up his 2018 Select Silver PSA 10 Rookie Card data over on Slavsox Pro. Looking at the chart from the past year, again, we see that early season spike, which saw his cards as a $2,000 card in January, followed by a quick decline and then settling in around the $800 or so value for the past several months. This valuation is pretty simple. Looking over the Hawks roster, the Hawks are likely the deepest team in the league, at least in my opinion. Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Querter, Cam Reddish, and Onyeka Okongwu make the deepest roster of rotation caliber players, all of whom would find prominent roles on any team in the league. Throw on top of that the rookie Jalen Johnson, then you have the vets Lou Williams and Solomon Hill, even DeLon Wright is a solid rotation player. That makes at least 13 really solid rotation level players, which is more than any other team in the league and more than any team needs. And of course, when you get to the playoffs, the rotations tighten up a bit. Not all those guys will be seeing regular minutes. But during the regular season, they will all be playing. And as we've seen time and time again, a deep rotation in the regular season usually leads to some very impressive regular season win totals. You know, with the Nets likely alternating rest throughout the regular season for their stars, and with the Bucks probably most likely going to be using the regular season to experiment once more, just like they did last season, it wouldn't be surprising at all to see the Hawks scream out to the one seed in the Eastern Conference, or at least be right there in the standings with the Nets and the Bucks. When you get a young team like that, and they're suddenly thrust into that type of conversation, that's the correct formula to start skyrocketing card prices of a young star like Trey Young. Now, the postseason, that's going to be another question entirely, you know, where you know, experience often wins out. But we're not looking that far forward. We're looking at the regular season and particularly the early part of the regular season. Assuming the Hawks start the year on a winning tear, we should see Trey Young's card market screaming back to life in a rather big way. And there you have it, my six players that, based on their unique situations, I think you should be targeting right now if your budget can afford it. And none of these were based on player improvement evaluations, which is often very uncertain. Instead, they're based on player situations, team situations, which have a little more substance to them. So I feel pretty good about all of these calls. In any case, thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you next week.